Are we gonna start? That's our, don't let the baby wake up. Are we gonna talk about this for your entire episode? Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> Thanks for, for listening to the Devil Podcast. Yes. <clears throat> you guys, that was one of our most successful podcasts in the past few weeks. <laughs> nobody wants to tell us in person. No, because they're jerks, man. Maybe they don't agree with us. Maybe they all think it was a bad album. Yeah, maybe that was. <laughs> but they continue to listen and share it anyway. Exactly. All the way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Adam, welcome to Skinny with Mike and Adam with <laughs> episode 89. I'm the only one here. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been, man? I've been very good. Thank you for cleaning my rug today. Yes. Mike, Mike that was wasn't nice. a euphemism. <laughs> Mike shaved my rug this morning. <laughs> and um, I gave it a nice good scrubbing. Good scrubbing. A good sucking. And uh, it's nice and clean. <laughs> it's laying out in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are reporting for you live from Adam's driveway, <laughs> pantsless, of course, as as is per as, as per usual. And skinny with Mike and Adam. <laughs> so we'll try to get through this sans baby. Yes. And um, welcome back. Welcome back, guys. And I hope. What the fuck? We got well. We don't have the baby with us today, but we have two really spastic dogs. <laughs> yes. So I don't know what freaking. <laughs> Everything is okay. It's all right, man. Well, thank you guys for uh, hanging in with us over the past uh, two weeks when we did our double episode spectacular. Uh, this week, we're just going to uh, go ahead and release this one episode, uh, if you guys listen to this on Monday, uh, and you'll find out why much later in the show. Yes. <laughs> I apologize to Generation Oddcast. I still have not finished episode 25. The, 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 the Jin Bucket? No, 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 no. The, oh, the latest one? The latest one. Oh, okay. I got... 20 minutes into it, and then the earthquake hit last Friday. <gasps> Are you okay? And then I wasn't able to go back to it. Oh, no. <laughs> For the was, rest of the week. That, it was that damaging to it you. Was, uh, the earthquake hurt my soul so badly. We, we will rebuild, California. <laughs> we will rebuild. <laughs> the first 25 minutes sounded great, but yeah. there's still another hour to go. It was a good episode, yeah. That, that was like, I think that was them, and then I listened to Devil's Advocates again this past week. Uh, yeah, Generation Archives was a, a better episode. <laughs> if you guys want to debate... Hate fucks. Yes. Apparently we have a lot in common. We ben. are the <laughs> leading experts in the podcast world on hate fucks. And I'm surprised we did not get a shout out. We did not get any sort of acknowledgement. <laughs> That's because they didn't listen to it, Mike. No, we got to remember that. To <laughs> Nobody's listening to us. I don't know where these numbers are being are coming People up. are listening to us. They just don't want us to know that, we're li- that they're listening. But I wanted to at least debate with the devil's advocates. Mm-hmm. If they went and listened to our top nine on episode 69, mm-hmm. the dirtiest episode we've ever the done. sexual episode. There's a lot of sex <laughs> stuff. But, you know, there was some overlap. Of people, there was yeah. of, of hate fucks. So, I mean, I would love to discuss that. <laughs> ben and I have something in common with Fox News chicks. So, <laughs> you guys are both awful people. It's really, really interesting. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we got uh, we we got a, we got a lot of episodes to get to. So, let's first, let's go ahead and let you guys know we're part of the Podbender Network at podbender.com. If you're a fan of our show, go check out other shows like uh, Generation Oddcast and uh, The Dead Bedouins. Uh, you can also check us out on iTunes over at just you know, search us on iTunes, <laughs> and, uh, and, if, and if you're looking, if you happen to be looking for a Frozen song, uh, make sure you look for the one with the album art of two almost naked dudes. <laughs> that is the correct version. To- <laughs> My wife actually expressed empathy for some kid in Vietnam mm-hmm. who <laughs> thought that he was downloading <laughs> that song and got our podcast. This so. can't be a coincidence, but because okay. we're getting a lot of downloads, cause, you know, because of that episode title, a lot of the downloads, the second most downloaded country for that episode was the Philippines. That can be a coincidence, right? Was there something you discussed? Was was that when you discussed your conception? <laughs> I don't know. Was it that episode? No, it was, was, it, was, it, was uh, it was just the, it was the normal episode and we just happened to name it Do You Want to Build a Snowman <laughs> out of one of the popular Frozen songs. And the second most popular country who downloaded that episode was the Philippines. That can't be a coincidence. It's, it's the weirdest thing, it man. Is, it it's, is. it's kind of freaking me out a little. It's maybe your family trying to contact you? 
<laughs> trying to find out what you're up to. Yeah. Did your mom tell them you have a podcast? Yeah. And, and but only listen to this one because it's 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 after a Frozen episode. Right. It's after, it's after the Frozen movie, so it's it's gentle. Has no curse words. No sexual stuff at all. Exactly. It won't. Exactly. It won't put shame to our family. <laughs> Speaking of shame, don't forget to uh, like us and share our show on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/theskinny with Mike and Adam. And with that, let's go ahead and jump into the feed. Adam, where were you ten years ago? What year was that? That would be 2004, yes. I was here, mm-hmm. not at this house, but in the city. Yes. I was going to school, mm-hmm. and... And you were not listening to The Silence in Black and White right. by Hawthorne Because you didn't tell me that I should be. Well, that was based on the handicap of not knowing you. Exactly. <laughs> Three years ahead of time. Exactly. Well, uh, good news if you guys are a fan of Hawthorne Heights, and if you guys are uh, you know, a fan of their... Uh, not their debut album, but because they they released an album with a different under a different name. But uh, their kind of their their breakout success album. Would you say that? Yes, I didn't know they had a different album. They were called something else, and I can't think of it off the, off the top. But they, had, they they released two albums under that name. Hmm. I never got a chance something to listen to it. Something else. Something yes. else. <laughs> <laughs> but Hawthorne Heights' seminal <laughs> album, uh, "The Silence in Black and White," is going to be re-released in in the coming weeks. Uh, an acoustic version, actually, to celebrate uh, the ten year anniversary of that album. Uh, you can be able to pick it up digitally on April tw- April fifteenth. If you want the physical CD, you have to wait until May twentieth. And if you're a snobby hipster who only listens to stuff in vinyl, you'll have to wait until June 24th <laughs> to pick that up. Uh, in celebration of this announcement, they also released the video, kind of like a lyric video or kind of like an announcement video for, uh, uh, for their breakout song, which, was their, which is what they're known for, is Ohio is for Lovers Acoustic. The song that we don't need to hear ever again. We don't need to hear it, but the, <laughs> did, you, did you hear the acoustic version at least? No, I did not. I it's, actually, it's surprisingly good. Yeah. I figured it would be. I have oh. a feeling that... They did an acoustic version way back then. I'm sure I'm they pretty did. Sure I heard it on the radio. I'm sure they did. Probably like a bonus track version, but this is like a re-released, remastered. Um, the, the track itself is pretty good. It's slightly overproduced. Again, they're they're producing everything themselves, and they're, mm-hmm. I, I think they're still learning. So it's still a little slightly overproduced, I but if it's still the old version or if it's a newer version. It sounded like the newer version because it, it, okay. uh, JT <coughs> Woodruff, the lead singer, his voice has matured over the years. And the way they the way it's sung on the, uh, the on the video that they shared, it which is in the link below if you look in, if you're listening to this on the on the show notes, uh, but it does sound like the the current version of JT Woodruff. Did he end the album or the song with "Over and Out"? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Pretty sure that that's all they were doing now. So that's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, reference to their last album yes. from last year. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We got another album announcement, and this came out last week, um, the same time as the album that we're going to be re- reviewing today, and also the album that we reviewed last week, uh, Chiodo's Devil. But uh, under the radar, this kind of slipped okay. in on us, and it was announced. Uh, it was announced March thirty first. On the skinny with Mike and Adam's Facebook page. Correct. I swear to God, we got to get fucking some security measure on that because this asshole keeps hacking our Facebook. But uh, the four or five ju- times this week it was crazy. <laughs> it was really weird. We, we got to really tighten up with the password. But mm-hmm. anyway, a drive-by curious. The 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 guys who are only guests on this show. Right. <laughs> We've never had another <laughs> guest, unfortunately. <laughs> have re- have finally released their eleven-track album. And it's their self-titled album, and it's. And, and it contains most of the songs that the, you guys have heard, and uh, it actually contains a couple skits and a brand new song that is yet to be released to the public called PC two four three point four. If you Google that, it's the penal you'll know code. what it's about. <laughs> it's the penal code for stalking and sexual abuse. So, I mean, Adam, from have what... you had a chance to listen to Drive By Curious um, full length album? I have from the SoundCloud clips. Yes, I haven't heard the new track yet. Oh, you haven't heard or the new the, track or the yet. sketches all the way through. Okay, but um. According to the internet, a few people have listened to it. Yes. Nobody's downloaded it, and nor speaking, have they paid any money for it. <laughs> speaking of downloading it, it's over on it's over on Bandcamp, actually. If you go to drivebycurious.bandcamp.com, you'll find the debut album there at a name-your-own-price price. So maybe just a couple of cents? Yes. Maybe a couple 
hundred million dollars. But keep in mind that Bandcamp takes fifteen percent of all your profits, right? And to also <laughs> and also to uh, uh, withdraw money from PayPal. That's another five percent. <laughs> so if somebody gave us, or if gave somebody them, paid a dollar, okay, we get if, eighty cents. But if somebody it. paid one cent, it'd be great to see how they tried to, <laughs> to reconcile split it that. Up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. You know, I should try that. I should. I should. I should yes. throw those assholes a couple of bones. They could use it. They, I hear they have children to feed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So kind of light, uh, kind of light feed this week. But we're gonna end today's feed with some a uh, little bit of drama. Have you heard this drama with J- uh, James Franco yet? Yes, I heard yeah. he apologized on the Kelly Ripa show. He, yeah, he Kelly did. And but Michael. <laughs> for for those for those of you guys who are unaware, James Franco is a little bit kind of in in trouble over this past week because apparently an Instagram conversation between him and a a young lady, a young 17-year-old Scottish lady, has since been, I'm going to put this in air quotes, leaked. Now, with the time change, she's a little older, right? (laughs) (laughs) How does that that work? So so she's 17 in Scotland. She's like 24 here in the U.S.? I'm going to go with 17 here, but 24 in Scotland. Oh, okay. That's how it works. That's why he got it mixed up. (laughs) So uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but if you're in the show notes, check out the link below, and it kind of shows the uh, the conversation, Uh, just bits and pieces of it. Is it that bad? It's it's kind of creepy, actually. Because he's... Not seventeen by any means. No, he's thirty-five years old. Thirty-five, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's older than me. So uh, here's 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 the conversation that uh, James Franco did to the young lady. Hi, hi. Where do you live? NYC, Scotland, in a small ca- in a small town called Dollar. <laughs> How long will you be in New York? Oops, sorry. Um, just a few days. It's my eighteenth birthday present. You need a. Uh, Scottish accent. Don't forget. Right, right. Okay, so. <laughs> Oops, sorry. I, I'm not good. Can you give me a Scottish? <laughs> oh, I'll, I, I'll just try to sound like Merida from Brave. Okay. I'm sorry. No, that, that doesn't work. That's fucking I'm cockney. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, I want my freedom. Okay, there we go. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm on a three-day holiday. I'm in a, it's, it's a few days to my 18th birthday holiday. present. Three-day holiday. <laughs> You're 18. Who are you with? <laughs> Do you have a BF? <laughs> Nearly 18. My mom. And not if you're around. Heart face, heart face, heart face. James Franco from Your Highness. <laughs> when is your B-Day? Where are you staying? What's your hashtag? <laughs> Which is, what's your number? In May. But I have exams then. Just off in Times Square and the Hilton. What do you mean, hashtag? <laughs> and he we'll goes on. Tic-tac-toe. <laughs> and then the conversation per- uh, continues to progress from uh, Instagram over to text message now. And here we go. Oh, God. Can I see you? <laughs> as long as you are James Franco. I am. You're single? What's the hotel? Should I rent a room? <laughs> April Fools was an hour though. Was an hour ago though. And then James Franco sends a picture like, "Hi, I'm James Franco." <laughs> it's me. Yes or no? Tomorrow or Thursday? <laughs> so she continues oh to kind of push him. <laughs> so she continues to kind of push him in. <laughs> and I guess uh, the conversation just kind of goes to a lull because I guess she's kind of like backing out. And she's like, okay, be well, X. <laughs> be well, X. I'll be back when I'm 18. <laughs> X. Well, this is a story my Scottish friends will never believe. Don't tell. <laughs> I just, don't tell the media. <laughs> I just want proper evidence that it's you and I won't. I gave it to you. If you don't want to meet, then text me. When you do, bye. (laughs) (laughs) You sound so dodgy, though. Bye. (laughs) You know, he's acting like a 14-year-old boy. One second, I'll meet you if you write my name on a piece of paper, then send it to me with your face and picture, please. And that's exactly what he did. James Franco posted a picture, flipping her off, too. He's a man of his word. (laughs) He is. After all these stuff, all after all these uh, conversations and stuff, and these and these uh, Instagrams and these text messages got leaked, leaked. There's leaked. been a, there's <laughs> been speculation that this might be a bit of a publicity stunt by uh, one uh, orchestrated by one uh, James Franco, one James P. Franco, yes, friend uh, of Seth Rogen. Apparently, he has a movie coming out soon called Palo Alto, where he plays like a gym teacher or like some sort of like authority figure. Who happens to be in a relationship with an underage student? This might Whoa. be the perfect, you know, scan, quote unquote scandal to kind of drive people to go see that movie. Because James Franco doesn't have enough publicity, right? 
He's Academy <laughs> Award nominated. Uh huh. For one of them. Yes. <laughs> Not for many others. That was Pineapple Express. So he was just researching his role, or is the film already done? No, I no the, the film's coming out really soon. Okay. It's like a little indie film though. Okay. So I think this might be like just cut, just like how Shia LaBeouf going is going crazy, right? Because Nymphomaniac just came out, right? I'm I'm pretty sure this is the same thing. And don't forget about Jared Leto. Jared Leto. He's still punking us with Thirty Seconds to Mars, right? <laughs> uh, that that is my own personal theory. I don't think anyone else has caught on to that. Okay. Okay. Do you, that, what do you think? Do it's you a think... long time to be punking somebody for 10, <laughs> 11 years now. It is long, but I'm pretty sure he's still, he's still punking people. One day he's going to admit it. Right. And I'm going to shove it in your I face. I thought he'd do it on when he won the Oscar. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just so you all know, the band was pure shit. <laughs> <laughs> Especially this last album. Uh, okay. Well, uh, James Franco also posted this picture of him looking mighty attractive. And the text says, why are you thirsty for underage ones? And his, and his tweet following that says, I'm not. I hope parents keep their teens away from me. Thank you. I'm a dangerous, dangerous pedophile. <laughs> I don't know why nobody's caught on to this yet. <laughs> so, so what do you think? Do you think this reeks of publicity stunt? It or? sounds like it might be. I still don't think he needs that much publicity because he is A-list after that, all. Is he? I, oh, think yeah. he? I think he just thinks Academy he is. Academy Award nominee. But he's he cut also his arm off for us. That's true. He's also in an action film with Jason Statham now. Well, and he also hosted the Oscars. That's true. With an A-list actress. Yes. Oh and my God, I envy him so much. I know it was a pretty terrible Oscar. It was, but I just to be in her presence, right. to smell her lavender and tuna fish. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we'll see. So he does. He doesn't seem like he's in that much trouble. So I think it, I think it's kind of confirmation that he is. This is kind of like a publicity stunt and. Yeah, whatever. He was going to wait until she was 18, right? That's true. Until he porked her in the baloney. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounded like, you know, he just wanted he wanted to get that shit done now, son. Right. He was flipping her off and everything. <laughs> right. You got to get when you're 35 you and you see some hot 17-year-old, you, know, you just got to get your rocks off sometimes. And flipping them off. That only makes them picture. want them more. Right. Like, Ooh, he's disrespectful. <laughs> I can change him. He's just like my dad. <laughs> Take that, dad. I never got respect from him, but I can get it from James Franco because <laughs> he's a celebrity. All right, guys. So uh, uh, next up uh, on our on the plate this week, we're going to be reviewing an album that came out uh, last week on the first, and that would be uh, "Imaginary Enemy" by the Us. Now, before by we Circus continue, Survive. Adam, <laughs> by Circus Five, right? Uh, Adam, were you uh, were you looking forward to this album at all? Um, Given... After the debacle that was the Ocean of the Sky EP mm-hmm. from July of last year, right? I held very little to be valued about mm-hmm. the upcoming used album. What was the last time the used impressed you with an album? Um, well, I always genuinely like impressed you. Artwork is still a good album. I know you disagree. I, I, I yes, I, I assume majority, Very passionately majority of America disagrees with me mm-hmm. on this one. <laughs> like if they, they voted for president of the used albums with artwork, <laughs> like come in fifth or now sixth. Um, but still, the first album is great, the second album is great, and the fourth album is great. Mm-hmm. Third and fifth, I'll say no thank you. Yeah, okay. All right, so, so, I, so Adam is you know a lot more generous than I am. The last time The Used impressed me was back in 2004 with uh, In Love and Death, more than 10 years what now. What were you doing in 2004? <laughs> I was listening to In Love and Death. <laughs> <laughs> Not telling Adam to listen to Hawthorne Heights and In Love and very Death. Very true. That was very true. So uh, so let's go ahead and get started with this. We'll give a brief history, I guess, just like we've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Uh, so the used, they are from Utah. Uh, they start and they broke out in with relatively moderate success in 2002 with their self-titled uh, debut album The Us. Thanks to the success of the show The Osbournes of which Burt McCracken was dating Kelly Osbourne. That was like and, one episode that and he was on. He, they got a record contract because of that. Right, so exactly. This is why this is this is the problem with American music still. So you just got to like just kind of like close your eyes and pork this really ugly girl. Right. And you'll get a record contract okay. out of it. And, and speaking okay. of record contract, they were signed 
right before the uh, the release of this album by Warner Brothers and Reprise. Oh God! Without <laughs> with, with with one little demo out there that was uh-huh. released. Uh, of course, why wouldn't they be <laughs> like signed to a major label? Warner Brothers and Reprise. Good God! Not a lot. I'm of... talking fucking Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> Taking Back Sunday. My Chemical Romance. They were on Warner Brothers as well? Reprise, yeah. Whoa. How did Warner Brothers know the future of music? They they just know, man. I guess so. <laughs> so in 2001... Two. 2001 well, was when the, the, the EP that they released, uh, their little demo kind of got uh, circulated throughout. Okay. Apparently, somebody sent it to Warner Brothers and Reprise and signed them right away. And Why not? like, hey... Release this guys used album, guys. And what did you think of the their debut album by the used? It was great. It was, it was much better phenomenal. than the Goo Goo Dolls. <laughs> I <laughs> no, agree. That was the year that Gutterflower came out, and Gutterflower was a great album by the Goo Goo Dolls. I think the used self titled is no, better. No, you album. haven't heard it. You don't even know. <laughs> I've heard a lot of Gutterflower. <laughs> <laughs> heard the singles and probably nothing else. <laughs> uh, that <way> album produced. <laughs> the self titled album uh, has gone on and. And has uh, been certified gold. Uh, it it uh, it debuted on number sixty three on the on the Billboard twenty uh, top two hundred. Well, when uh, you when you write fifteen songs, mm-hmm. why shouldn't you be on the Billboard charts? Yeah, right. And uh, uh, so it'll be a moderate success. Uh, two years later, they re- they released their highly anticipated uh, follow up album, In Love and Death, that uh, debuted at number five on the Billboard charts. Wow. Also certified gold here in the U.S. Whoa. And uh, what do you think of uh, In Love and Death? The weird thing for that is I had never ever heard it until several years later. I'm sure you have you, you haven't heard like even Take It Away on the radio because nope. that's that's the first time like I heard the, re- the use on the radio. Um, there was a couple of songs on the first album that I heard on the radio, and I can't remember the names now. Blue and Yellow? Probably. Okay. How does that one go? Um, that's that really slow song about Whatever friendship. Track two is. I know that that one was on the radio. Got to remember our crappy oh, right, radio right, right. station yeah, out yeah. here. At the Taste of Ink. Yes. Okay. Um, as for Take It Away, I didn't hear that until you let me borrow Man, the album. The, wait, the, that, that, that's so strange, because I could have sworn that Take It Away was literally everywhere. It may have been, but it wasn't on 103.9, Mike. And if you're mm-hmm. not on 103.9, you just don't exist. <laughs> you just, just like don't bring, exist. So now Bring Me the Horizon now exists. They exist, <laughs> finally. <laughs> um, and Love and Death was still like kind of the start of kind of the divide between the, uh, the youth fan base. A lot of people really love that album, and a lot of people say, This isn't the use. Derp, derp, derp. <laughs> they had one album. They should sound everything <laughs> like this every they single time. They should write the same song over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, great songs on that album. Great songs. It's one of my favorite albums, actually, of all time, probably the top 20. I finally got the correct track listing on my iPod. Oh, good. It's even better now. <laughs> <laughs> it's paced so much better. Uh, yeah, so uh, they've gone on to you know go on world tours after that. They they were like on MTV on Fuse. They've been you know Fuse. headlining a bunch of tours after that. Uh, they and they were doing really well. Uh, and, then, and then they befriending lost befriending My Chemical Romance. Befriending My Chemical Romance. That's another story for another day, though. That's a you've bored us with that story exactly. On so this podcast a uh, hundred times. <laughs> so they were, you know, super successful, and people were like, "Oh man, there are new albums coming out." In 2007, what are they going to do? Uh, they just lost their drummer, by the way, uh, Brandon. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because it's something weird in German. <laughs> I can't. I'm not even going to try. Uh, okay. They went into the studio for their third album, Lies for the Liars, with no drummer. So they recruited the drummer from Good Charlotte. Not a lot of people know that. Wow. But the, so the, the drummer you hear on their third album is actually that same drummer. It did really well, Lies for the Liars. It actually debuted on the Billboard at number five. And Just he, like uh, Love of Death. And he brought that good Charlotte vibe to that <laughs> album. He brought that didn't good he? Charlotte vibe, All son. Right. <laughs> and uh, what did you think of Lies for the Liars? That sucks. That album so bad. Sucks. <laughs> it is I so, was so bland and generic. And After the first two albums being so good, you're like, yes, more used. Third album will be great. And then you listen to it and you're like, I think I seriously only liked one song on that. Maybe two. I like Paralyzed. That's kind of a good song. Yes, that's the the only one I like. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's a good song. So, and then they released a B-Sides album, Yeah, called right? Shallow Believer, and so that was that... kind of the all the B-Sides and like bonus tracks from uh, uh, Lies for the Liars and Love and Death. And Which is a much far superior album than Which Lies is, for the Liars. Weird? Isn't I know. that weird? <laughs> it's only about 28 minutes long, but right, it's right. so much better than Lies for the Liars. <laughs> and I, I, as much as I keep on giving that album a chance... 
it just never it's, ever it's not good. grows. Yeah, so. the, I mean, sure, it has the fan base. I'm sure there's people who think like, like, oh, pretty handsome, awkward's a good song. No, no it's, it's not. not a good song. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> I'm sure it has its fan base because I mean, it sold really well. Is is released in 2007, back like on the cusp of when people were still buying albums, but not really. That's kind of like that's kind of like when the beginning, right. beginning it all of kind the of fell apart. Of it. Uh, so the U's still were kind of like dropping off of people's radar from then. Uh, back in 2009, they released artwork, and Adam said that uh, Adam briefly mentioned that he uh, enjoyed that album a lot yes. more than he did. Than I, I did. still don't know why. I'm kind of on my own in liking that album, I, but I I will admit it, it it is better than Lies for Liars. Okay, but it's still kind of bland. There's it's there's no personality to it. Well, I think that there's some good personality. There's okay. like some sort of weird KKK rally footage going on in there. Yeah, we killed we killed the women. We killed we killed the faggots. We killed the babies. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that's from, but the yeah, the the song that it's I saw is men are all the same. I don't know. Yes. I I, I don't care too much about the record to there's look some, into the lyrics. There's some pretty bad songs on there. There's, but some, there's weird, some really good ones in my There's some weird like so, political anti political stuff yeah. going on in that album. That's kind of the beginning of it. Uh then they got dropped by um <laughs> they got dropped by Warner and Reprise wow. after uh, artwork. Did artwork sell very poorly? Our artwork debuted number ten, uh-huh. so not uh, not really bad, not but as still good. Not, 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 not as so good. good so that's either. how you can tell the people that liked Lies for the Liars were the people who bought artwork. Yeah, so Everybody they still have their them. fan board. They still yeah. have their fan base. Uh, so moving on, 2012, uh, the youth decided to recollect themselves. Uh, they started their own uh, label imprint. And they're, they decided they're going to be uh, recording and uh, producing all of their albums on their own from now on and distributing on their own. And so they started uh, Anger Records. Ooh. They start they, they 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 the original name was Dental Records, which is an awesome fucking name. <laughs> right. they, they 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 found that they couldn't do that because that name's already copyrighted for some Ooh. reason. Uh, so they decided with Anger, and they they teamed up with Hopeless to release their 2012 album, uh, Vulnerable. Ooh, and which... uh, Adam. Yeah. This is their first self-released uh, album. We, we had a big discussion about Vulnerable back in 2012. Mm-hmm. We did. Not on the podcast because we didn't have a podcast yet. Right. But um, I don't know. That one, I liked it. It was okay at first. I Yeah. I, at first listen, I was like, hey, this is promising. It was, I gave it like a 50-50. Okay. And then now that two years have gone by, like... It doesn't hold I up. I hate huh? it. <laughs> so it doesn't hold up at all. It's like not even anywhere close to anything... Good yeah, that it, done it, it still has this generic blandness to it. It's like one song or so. The first they, song I think is pretty good. There was one later on that I liked. Yeah, I, I remember that the song is a video. Also, I come that, alive. yeah, I come alive is okay. <laughs> the video is okay too. Like apparently, Bert plays this child rapist killer. Oh, good. <laughs> no, he's a killer of child rapists. <laughs> I thought that was blood on my hands from artwork. Oh, that's, that's, that's what it, Oh, so what was kind of, I come alive. I what was know. that video for? Eh, it doesn't matter. There's, no, there's a song called hands all over. And the video was just a bunch of hands in front of his face. Yes. And that was pretty bad. That was a dumb video. <laughs> <laughs> really pretentious. Uh, so, uh, they uh. continued on 2013. Like we just, like we briefly mentioned, they released a, a little teaser of what we're going to be talking about today, and that would be Ocean of the Sky. Both of us not fans of it. Nope. I, but I love the shit out of the first track. That is a genuinely good right. track. Yeah, they seem to just be a one good song group now. If they can just release <laughs> good EPs, I'd be right. happy with this band. And so now here we are in 2014, and they just released on April 1st, Imaginary Enemy, which we like to make fun of as a, that was a Circus Survive song. It really was, and it was almost like they wrote it. Without even realizing this has been done before. And then yes. they made a song called Imaginary Enemy yes. <laughs> on this album. Which is a far weird, weird not really dumb song. It's good, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so anyways, Adam, let's go ahead. We're not going to go through track by track. Let's just highlight some tracks that we liked. And uh, Adam, why don't we start with the first track? We then? might as well start with the first one. All right, guys. Uh, so sorry about that. We intended to have a review for you guys for uh, the used imaginary enemy. Uh, we, we intended to do a track by track review, but uh, we actually 
went two tracks in and our uh, music source is kind of crapped out on us. Yep. So <laughs> how about we just go ahead and just talk about it uh, just, just, just <laughs> candidly then. So, I know uh, the track two I liked. <laughs> yeah, Cry, which we is Cry. We were about to show Cry, which I did not like when I first heard it. The, I, I thought, yeah, when I first heard it, the, I thought the chorus was really dumb. The chorus was the only like part of the album that was worth listening to. Really? In my opinion. <laughs> I thought it was dumb when I first listened to it, but it started to grow on me. It, it was one of those hooky choruses. Yeah. So I don't. I wish we could play it for you. You could pay for making me cry. Oh yeah, there was that hook in there. <laughs> yeah, that was, it that was, was pretty kinda, good. Kind of hooky. It's not a, you know, it's not as hooky as the All stuff right. that they've done before. Uh, according so. according to uh, a band interview, they said uh, for Imaginary Enemy, the band went into this and recorded it completely differently. They said they kind of recorded it backwards. And by that they mean they recorded the vocals first, and then record, and then wrote the music over that. That's interesting. I, I've never heard of a band doing that before. I mean, I remember, uh, that sounds like a production nightmare, right? <laughs> trying to get everything lined up. Like the timing, <laughs> just based on the vocals, would be tough. Well, I'm sure he's singing over a metronome or something. But yeah, uh, yeah that that sounds like it, it would be a nightmare to record. Uh, th- right. that, that's interesting because I mean the music doesn't stick out much. There's nothing very unique about it. No. It's kind of sad. And the next track, L-O-V-E. Oh, yeah. L-O-V-E. Love. It's just bad. Out. I don't care for that song. Well, the, the, the literal song is E-L-A-O-H. No, there's a hyphen v- in there. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> V-E-E-E-E. And it's in L-O-V-E. Love. I, I lost track. <laughs> so it's one of those like, hey, let's have a revolution, but a love revolution. <laughs> a love-olution. A love-olution. So if you don't like the way that the political climate is, it's okay because we got love. We got love, baby. And yeah, that's pretty much what the entire song is about, too. I yeah, think so. Yeah. So track four. <laughs> uh, a song to stifle imperial progression. A work in progress, it's called. Oh, so it's not done yet? What they put <laughs> on the, the album? That's the name of the track. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, you know, to be honest, I don't really remember much of anything besides, like, because most of the song, is, most of this album is it's so generic and so... Uninteresting. There's nothing very interesting. It kind of, I don't know. What's a couple other tracks on there? Well, number number five is Generation Throwaway, which is terrible. Which is a throwaway track. Which makes me feel bad for my generation because Bert and I are the same age. Yeah. And it's like, oh god, this is my generation's theme song. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Says according to Bert McCracken. Right? Uh, track six is called Make Believe. That one's like he's. I, I almost sense that he's just angry at his stepmom. Or, Dad he's, or he's got he's got authority issues. So he's like, you can't tell me what to do anymore. Don't tell me what to do anymore. <laughs> like, are you fucking eighteen? What the hell's going on here, McCracken? Well, keep in mind, McCracken has uh, has had an on and off uh, on and off uh, relationship with uh, drugs and alcohol. According to a, a recent interview, he's been clean for like most of 2013. Hence the problem. Good for him. <laughs> so, I mean, he needs something to be pissed off at, which is, you know, which, which is, you know, a perpetual war, which is a good thing to be pissed off at. But if you're going to write songs, write, write, at least make them good. So was that song about, like, the president? You can't tell me what to do anymore. I, I had president a feeling. Obama. I, read, I read the lyrics. I actually sat down and read the lyrics while I was listening to this album. Because I had to force myself to listen to this album a lot mm-hmm. just for this review. Um, it, but from at least for generation, at least for make believe, that sounded like. A parental thing. Okay. It, it could be interpreted as an Obama thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't be. think so. Uh, track uh, seven is Evolution, which I don't really, I can't remember anything about. It's probably some... Evolution. <laughs> <Called> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of... Tra- <laughs> what did you think of uh, track eight, the title track, uh, Imaginary Enemy? It was pretty terrible. Yeah, the uh, the circus survive bet was so much better. The circus survive is are rolling in their graves because they died <laughs> listening to this album. Does he have to pay them royalties for this? I, I don't know. As long as they don't sing the actual imaginary enemies off of Blue Sky Noise. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, track nine is called Kenna Song, which is a terrible, terrible song. Bad song. Kenna uh, Song. Like I thought it was Can of Song. <laughs> But apparently I was wrong. It was Kenna. The track 10 is Forced Without Violence. So again... That one, I was okay with. Okay. I slightly remember a really good track, or a, a, an okay track at the end of this album. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was all right. And, and the then album closes with, with Overdose. And how long is Overdose, Mike? 14 minutes <laughs> and 41 seconds. 
14 minutes, so they went back into teethies mode. Yeah, where they the just s- have random noises again. For 10 solid minutes. The song yeah. itself is three and a half minutes. There is something song. at the end, though. Yeah, it, it builds up, and then it's like a fucking robot voice talking, yeah, about, talking some, about some nonsense. About stupid shit. <laughs> stuff we all know about, I'm sure. If, so, if it was anti-war stuff. Yes, we're all anti-war. We get it, Burt McCracken. Can you just write some good songs? <laughs> you can have anti-war songs. Uh, Please make them good. <laughs> oh, God. I'm so, bad. I'm so disappointed in this band. Ten years later, this is what we get. Uh, so, so, to, so this is their uh, sixth full-length album. Good God. They've had... Uh, uh, but this was also Taking Back Sunday's sixth full-length album. And then well, I, why can't Taking back, back Sunday do a good job of it? You, you, yes, yeah, so you go back and listen to Taking Back Sunday, and you're like, this is so much better. Yeah. Why am I listening to Kenna Song? <laughs> something, something, me. So this is their sixth album. Uh, the, the chart numbers have not been released as of right now. Uh, I trust in you and all I got was rules. Yes, that was make-believe. Yeah, that was. So I'm like, it's just like an eight-year-old writing a song <laughs> to his stepmother. Like, what the fuck is going on uh, here? I don't know. The, the subject matter is all over the place. It comes off... I mean, it starts off as like, yeah, political album. <laughs> right. <laughs> it devolves ever so quickly. <laughs> and then, like, now we're getting, like, mommy issues and, like, weird... There's a couple, like, then, anti-religion stuff, but, like, they're not even done really well. And he's in love with somebody, and he's overdosed on her love. Yes. At the end of the song. And oh. then, Can they stop with the pretentious, random noises? They don't work. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of positive feedback from the TVs. <laughs> they're like, we should just redo this again. Their, their, their four hardcore fans have told them, <laughs> like, yeah, those really rule, I guys. I just Keep doing there, stuff like that. Smoke a bowl. And meanwhile, the rest of the music world listens to that. Hey, no, that's pretentious garbage. You shouldn't do that. Right. It's like, no, you guys aren't our real You're fans. Not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I have a lot of picking up to do now. I don't. I don't know what to to make of the use anymore, man. Like you, you had me prepped for a bad album since last year. Yeah. <laughs> so um, since I was the Ocean of the Sky. But I was expecting to have like a pleasant Taking Back Sunday kind of vibe. But this just didn't do it for me at all. What do you think it is with this band? What 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 would what, what what do you think they need to do to go out there and just make a solid record? But they need to like have to impress somebody. Right now, it's just like we do music for ourselves, <laughs> and, and Call it we don't Irish. care what you guys think because yeah. we're gonna still sell a certain number of albums. They've got their hardcore fan base. That much is yeah. for sure. You go to like any. Uh, music website or music forum page where they talk about the use and like in droves they come out and they defend and apologize for every bad song that they've done all I remember is when we saw them at Warp Tour in 2012 massive fucking crowd massive crowd and then we left to go see Senses Fail and there was Tiny like nobody crowd. there there was like maybe like 60 people seeing the use right. Senses Fail and yeah. it, it got bigger as as the use ended yeah but I remember the dude in front of us being like where is everybody they're gonna start in a couple of minutes and somebody said to him oh everybody's overseeing the use and he said fuck the use <laughs> <laughs> he just my sentiment exactly because we saw the use like for like two like two songs. two songs yeah they played pretty handsome awkward and take and it I, away yeah and they said take it away and I'm pretty sure I saw him raise his middle finger when they did the lyric uh, My Chemical Romance like right. is he still not he's still angry at is he Gerard still Wade. 10 years later still angry at it I guess so. Whatever. It's very sad. So it's okay. He's entering his 30s, and there's going to be some rough years ahead <laughs> and some rough albums for us. How to long do you down. think this band's going to continue going? Well, now that they're not mediocre on, ac- they're going to keep on going as long as people keep on selling out their shows and That's buying true, their yeah. albums. I guess they're still writing off a success of t- 2002, 2004, which is weird because most of their fans are still little teenagers. Really? They haven't gotten older? They just stayed the same age? <laughs> How did, did that they... happen? Peter Pan complex. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently teenagers are still like, you know, because by now it's like classic rock now. Well, the Ten teenagers later. that I've talked to have no idea who the used are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chiodos? Who's that? <laughs> the used? I've heard a song. Like, yeah, I yeah. I could say that. I'm, um, I'm really interested to see. I want to see the makeup of like their entire fan base. It can't be like people our age because people our age... You would think have 
better music taste. Mm. Anyway, I, I, I give this band like if they're still around five years from now, that I would be, be really impressed. That would be really surprising. So yeah. you heard it here in 20, 2019. 19, uh, the youth will break up live on our show. <laughs> we'll have them on our show. What the fuck was up with Imaginary and me? <laughs> I gave you credit for artwork when everybody t- said I was wrong. <laughs> so uh, who would you recommend this album to? something on in the background that they can tell people is the used like oh i've heard of that band Mm -hmm. that's it i don't think anybody's gonna listen to it i don't i don't think any more depth yeah if if you're if you're solely a fan of the used because of their early success i i i I can't i can't recommend this at all i can't recommend this to just general music audiences maybe if you're going in for a colonoscopy you put that in your, your buds, <laughs> just because you just, want something that's even worse than a colonoscopy, <laughs> just to just, right. just to distract you from this it's colonoscopy. Not peaceful. It's not. It's just like yeah, I'm calling for a revolution of my colon. <laughs> uh, would you recommend songs? Any songs? Um, if they find a polyp in your colon, you can be like, "That's the imaginary enemy that I was worried about." <laughs> um, um, I would I would at least recommend "Revolution" and "Cry," the Cry first two tracks. Okay. Yeah. What was the other one I mentioned? Track 10. I forgot the name of it now. I can't remember either. I put my phone away. It's okay. (laughs) That one is all right. Talking about breaking down the barricades. Yeah, something like that. So, So, yeah, not a recommendation from either of of us. Two Two out of 12 from you. I would would say two. I mean, this album gets an F from me, but but if if I I were to go on an Adam scale, I would say two. Just the first two tracks. Uh, Those are the ones that at least have a... uh, have a good hook to them. Mm-hmm. They're at least memorable when you put the album down. Right. Yeah. Sorry, used. Sorry, used. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you in 2016 with the <laughs> next album and hope for the best. Right. All right, guys. So, uh, sounding off this week, I got a really quick update on uh, the, the the next Avengers movie, which is actually filming Ooh. right now uh they're they're, they've been filming uh in a few locations and one of them has been in seoul south korea and they've been uh, filming uh in different locations one of which is the gangnam district which was a big deal you know that the gangnam city is sister cities to riverside sister cities to riverside yeah there's we have like 17 different sister cities around the country that's incredible one was destroyed by the by the tsunami Mm -hmm. sendai or whatever it's called and another one is gangnam that's awesome. So there you go. Today Made I learned. famous by Bill Sai. <laughs> anyway, back to... Uh, anyway, uh, uh, um, uh, the, show, uh, the movie's director, uh, Joss Whedon, he actually posted a video kind of a, like saying, Hey, Saul, we're in, your, we're, we're in your city and we're filming the Avengers. And he also kind of did like a half apology because... Soul. Whatever. <laughs> I'm Saul not, was on Breaking Bad. Saul was on Breaking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, too, too Jewish. Uh, so he he also released a video, kind of apologizing to, to Seoul, uh, and uh, it sounds like because hey, we're we're in your town, we're in your city, we're filming, and because the the filming's actually been causing a lot of traffic jams in Seoul, and, uh, so he kind of left kind of like a little apology online. A little a little bit after that, though, the crew, specifically the the security team, found a dead body in the river where oh, they were God. underneath the bridge where they were filming. Uh, the Mapo Bridge, which is the first time that bridge has ever been done, ever been closed for a filming in a movie, uh, uh, and apparently that bridge is a known suicide uh, location okay. in, in Seoul. Under the bridge downtown. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I killed myself. So I mean, if they want to save some money on some extra, they can just use some of those dead bodies for actual dead bodies in there the movie. You go. You don't have to pay them. Exactly. They, do they? They don't have a union you, yet. You can put them. You can put them in any position you want. <laughs> if you want to literally blow up their heads and save a few money, save a few, save a few bucks on some special effects. Right. That would work. Okay. See, the Avengers need to cut corners. Yeah, because they're be, not going to make that much when that. No, movie comes I mean, out. no, I mean, no one's even heard. No, I, as far as I've seen, no one's even heard of the first Avengers film. Exactly. So no one's ever going to watch the second one. All those weird spin-off movies they keep doing. Right. Which I'm going to go watch Captain America right now because it needs the money. It needs the support, guys. It needs your twelve fifty for a matinee <laughs> show. Exactly. So. <laughs> so that 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 sucks. So yeah, it's an infamous suicide spot in Seoul. 
Uh, the, the police were immediately... Uh, but he got what he wanted, which yes. was publicity on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody loves me anymore. And finally, <laughs> the police reportedly that the, they, they, they inspected the dead body and they said that uh, apparently it's been dead for two weeks now. So, uh, you know, if you're at a known suicide spot... You would think people would just go check up on it every few days. Or there'd be, like, some security guards there trying to dissuade people from doing that. You would think so, if, especially if it's a known suicide spot. Was it weird that I was at work and I was visualizing myself jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge? And, like, I seriously, like, I got so sucked into my own, like, like falling that, like, I almost jumped. You jerked yourself out yeah. of your fantasy? I went into this weird state where I was just, you know, at Do a Do you very... often fantasize about killing yourself? <laughs> well, I, no. Is that something you need to talk about? <laughs> no, but I was just thinking about that because I, I use that analogy of, like, everybody that survived jumping off the bridge, uh-huh. like, has said that they immediately regretted it as soon as they jumped off. So yeah. So very happy to have I, I'm pretty sure most suicide people are... are so you know, would it got say me that. thinking, like... How would I feel if I jumped off the bridge? <laughs> would I regret it right away? Probably. Probably. Like, but I'd probably live because you're, you're, you're jumping into water. That's, well, that you know, uh, scientifically bad. speaking, when you, the impact hitting to water, especially if you're at terminal velocity, right. which I think you could probably reach at the Golden Gate Ridge. Probably. Uh, it's just as impactful as hitting pavement. Right. So I was like having that whole visualization, like, how bad would that have been? And I got seriously just like, like in my brain. And then I hit the water. And Holy I, shit! Man, you went, jumped you went, back, and you I was went like, into a deep I'm, I'm, I was in a room full of like twenty people. Wow. at the time, um, but that was kind of creepy. Yeah, you were you were spazzing out there, <laughs> man. It's like, okay, <laughs> now I've calmed myself back down. We'll be okay. <laughs> so, Adam, is your sound off less macabre than mine? It is. It is. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> what would you be reviewing this for us um, this week? Okay, so first of all, let's talk about Crown the Empire, because when I first got into the Amity Affliction, yes, Mike said, I'm pretty sure Mike said that's just a crappy post-hardcore band. That's what I said. That's what his initial reaction was. I was being was. very harsh, but I think yeah, so. that's, that's so what I said. If I had to talk about a post-hardcore, crappy post-hardcore band... Might as well make it... Crown the Empire. Crown right? the Empire, yep. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bizarre. They only have one album. They have an EP somewhere out there that I haven't heard. You don't need it. I don't think so. But this was another kind of... like They're being very theatrical. Mm-hmm. Mixed in with some My Chemical Romance flair, some Pierce the Veil flair. Mm-hmm. The first four tracks are are good enough, and I think after that, like I I I just my brain goes elsewhere, and I can't really say. And, and then I think I can't really say the rest of the album is that great until the end. But I think I might just like that track because I know the album's over. <laughs> That's a very. But there's some good statement. hooks in those first four tracks. Um, they're I don't know exactly where they're from. I just know they have a Latino lead singer. Ooh. Named Andy Velasquez, and he goes Ooh. by Andy Leo. Or something. Uh, like the that. only like the only uh, exposure that I have to this band because mm-hmm. I've never listened to their shit. I don't give a shit about this band because uh, every year Fearless Records uh, releases like this punk ghost compilation, right? Where a bunch of like modern bands like do covers of like either pop songs or rap songs or '90s songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were featured most recently on Punk Punk Goes Pop Five, where they covered Maroon 5's pay- Payphone. Really shittingly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know that song, but that's okay. Yeah, it's it's a it's a bad song covered by a bad band, and they made a bad version of it. Okay, and I only else- know of this band because I think all of the Pierce the Veil people are gravitating towards this band because it's also a Latino guy. Yeah, so, bunch of Mexicans from San Diego, man. Right, but this band's not from San Diego. They are not from San Diego. They are from Dallas, Texas. Oh, that's right. So they've been around for a little while, and um. They got a new album coming out this year. I'm not really looking forward to it, but they're going to be on Warp Tour, so I, I might give it a listen when it comes out <laughs> later this year. You From what I heard, you. they're done recording it. Oh, okay, but um, yeah, I'm not too just crazy. if you're in like a, some sort of dry spell. Yeah, pick it up. I'll okay. check it out. So good for them. They're doing. What better was your score than... on this? Oh, uh, five. Out five of eleven. Okay, so it's the same the album's number... name is uh, the Fallout, right? The, the Fallout. Yeah, right. Not the Fall In. The Fallout. But very my chem the first couple of songs. Okay, so moving on to Mayday Parade. Ooh, interesting. Much more interested in this band than okay. I am in Crown the Empire. So I've never been too interested in this band, but let me. I'm interested to hear. I your think it's just because they have those big, like, 
sweeping hooks that I grew to love in the 90s. Okay. And the bands I listened to then. Like like the adult alternative bands in the 90s, but this band is more a little bit more heavy. And I've realized what makes say a band that they're pretty accessible to like Definitely. Okay. There's no there's not like any screaming. They have two vocalists. Mm-hmm. Very taking back Sunday-esque, but a little bit heavier. Well, maybe not even that heavy, but yeah. Um, but I've realized what makes a band heavy compared to a band not heavy in the situation is how loud the cymbals are. Oh, overproduced, huh? Like if if you make the hi hat and the ride and crash cymbals really loud, then you're going to be labeled a rock. Like this is this is a heavy rock band. It's all in the production because really this is. band, if you turn down the cymbals, they might as well be the Counting Crows, right? So, <laughs> so there's some really hooky stuff mixed in with some ballady stuff. So, like the first two tracks, I think are really good. Okay, and then it hits this weird lull in the middle. Tracks three through six are not so great, but then there's like some really awesome stuff towards the end. Oh, sorry, this album is called "A Lesson in Romantics." Oh, okay, from 2007, which was their first full length. After they released another, they had an EP a year or two prior, prior mm-hmm. to that. But definitely, definitely good. Okay. Like, I don't know. You, you've listened to this band. I've heard bits and pieces. And again, this, this band is another one that gets frequently uh, asked to do the Punk Ghost compilation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the only one that I really enjoyed from this one was when they did Punk Ghost Pop 5. They did a really, really good cover of Somebody That I Used to Know by Gautier. Oh, wow. that, that's a really I'm, good I'm cover, I'm thinking too. they would do a good job of that. Yeah. Did you have them on your honorable mentions last year i don't think i listened to their album last year okay okay i wasn't sure so i'm getting them confused with other bands you've talked about but Mm -hmm. this is just a band i've seen their name flying around a lot but definitely worth a listen i mean the songs are like gut-wrenchingly emotional Uh but not in a really crappy emo way okay there's some there's definitely the emo so element. They're, they're just well written they're well written you can be emo all you want emo is just a stupid title that they they rate for they that mainstream people say to for shitty all right like, for <laughs> shitty post-hardcore songs so but like you know any mainstream song that talks about their emotions can be labeled emo if you just right. put it underneath a rock filter so they definitely are good definitely good songs definitely good hooks um, so I look forward to what the next album will be. Interesting. Yeah, I was one. I I couldn't just I couldn't determine because like, I was I was you know I was listening to like one album. I can't remember which one it was from this one this past week, and I was I was really questioning whether you were gonna like it or not. But it, you're not sure if it was this one. I can't remember which album it was. I just okay. kind of like threw it threw it on and be like uh, this one. Okay. This this sounds like a good year. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this one was from 2007. Okay. And this is one of four. Right, right. So I got a ways to go. So you got so you got a month to go, man. So you you you're at least looking forward to it at least. Definitely. Good, good. All, All right, right, guys. Good so uh good. Thank you guys for checking out our show this week. Gonna... Thank you for hanging in there. I know we can I don't know if we promised a uh, track by track review with uh for imaginary, but you're not you know missing what? much. <laughs> <laughs> you're not missing anything. Uh for the uh, I think I'll, you know what I'll probably do I'll probably post some music over over what we're talking about so at least there's something to listen to while we talk uh so uh check out imaginary enemy on youtube you can stream it uh the entire album and check it out for yourself don't trust us what do we know right uh and don't forget to check out the podbender network at podbender.com uh rate comment subscribe to us on itunes please pretty pretty please and don't forget to like us on facebook at facebook.com slash the skinny with mike and adam for my friend adam i am your co-host mike Check out some May Day Parade. Yeah, definitely do it. You know, you got me interested. Maybe I'll give him a give me, maybe I'll give him a fair chance. Okay, I would appreciate it. I have a lot of cleanup to do. The right. baby has destroyed. Any 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 uh, anything we're gonna do for next week? Um, either our hates. <laughs> Adam's got a lot of things to hate, but Ad, but Mike also needs to go to therapy. Which one do we do? We'll find out next week, I guess. <laughs>